Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is your girl, Adar, and you're listening to the Digital Sisterhood Podcast. Last week, I left you guys kind of on a cliffhanger. My apologies. Actually, sorry, not sorry. We learned a lot about Faiza. Faiza came to a resolve and peace with what happened to her sister and finding kind of her way back to Allah SWT. We're not going to start the episode with a little bit of doom and gloom. We're going we're gonna to brighten it up a little bit. Um, Faiza, you know, flies to the UK. And what was supposed to be like a fun family gathering, Faiza met someone new. So now, um, towards the end of 2017, me and my brothers and my cousins, we all meet up in England, right? Because I have a lot of family out there. So we meet up. We're having this huge family link up in England. And it was nice. It was wonderful. And I'm, I'm, I meet my husband. You meet your future husband. I meet my future husband. Yeah. And um, subhanAllah, literally like three months later, we get married. <laughs> like four months later. <laughs> you knew. When you knew, you knew. Yeah. It was like love at first sight, yeah, you know? And yeah. I knew. So Faiza... She fell in love. She got married in Toronto. She has finally met the love of her life, her person. Um, and she flew back to the, the UK, um, started, to, started to get comfortable in her new life there, started to get you know used to living in a country she's never lived before. Um, and she finally got, and then she got the good news. The good news that she was pregnant with her first baby, her baby girl, Fortun Jenna. When you had... Your daughter, and you named her Fortune. Fortune Jenna. Fortune Jenna. Yes. You named her Fortune Jenna. Yes. And oh my God, you just seemed so at euphoric peace. I was. Oh my God, <laughs> like it was like everything came full circle. You named your daughter after your sister. I'm telling you. You like and you. Oh my God, you are such an incredible mom. Like, oh my God, you know, stop, stop, stop. You're such an incredible mom. You're such a diligent mom. I try. Um, I definitely no, you try. Were, no, honestly, mashallah. Yeah. So, so now I'm, I'm, I'm. I have this, um, this life, right? That yeah. I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm living in a cool, different country. My husband has an accent. What, mm-hmm. girl? I'm living. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I'm, I get pregnant now. I have my daughter in Canada. I had my yeah. daughter in Canada with my whole family around me. Yeah. With my, it was amazing. Like I was at bliss, right? But unintentionally i've become the performative muslim unintentionally right i get so caught up in these titles the mother the wife right and and this image like now i'm getting concerned with i'm more concerned with the image allah tells us that he tests us with things that are good too with money with children with and i had these good things and i was and I didn't realize how much I was being tested with these things, right? Yeah, you were just being a mom. I was just being a mom. I, I was so focused on these titles. Yeah. So, so like mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. That's what I cared about. Mm-hmm. I cared about how do I look as a mom? Yeah. How can I be the best mom? How do I look as a as a as a wife? Like you know what I mean? Like I'm more more concerned with the image of it. I'm more concerned with how it makes me look than I am with how it's affecting my relationship with Allah my love I've misplaced my love for Allah subhanAllah I've misplaced it and Allah told me this I, I've, I've learned the tafsir of this and Allah warned me of this right and here I am thinking that this is blissful forgetting about everything I worked so hard for 
forgetting about my salah, forgetting about continuing my knowledge toward knowledge seeking towards my deen. And I'm placing this love into my kids, into like this life I want to lead into my dunya. Subhanallah. So now I'm in this place, right? Where come back to Canada. I give birth to my second daughter now. Now I have two kids and I'm in this really unfortunate position where I need to, I need to find housing, right? So I make the very, very tough decision Mm -hmm. and I move all the way out West. Yeah, by yourself, by the way. By myself. Which I thought, I I thought that was crazy. I know. Everybody did. You two baby girls? I know. And you went by yourself. I know. And everybody was very much against it. Yeah. And you know what? I thought like, like we were talking about earlier, right? Like I've always been somebody when I'm super hyper focused on what (laughs) I want. I don't, there's no stopping me. Right? (laughs) You don't look left or right and you're not afraid. I'm not afraid. No. I've lived, I've lived somewhere. I feel like for me, I've lived abroad already yeah. so moving across Canada I didn't see it mm-hmm. as big of a deal as everybody else in my life yeah. did <laughs> yeah. and you did it for your family I did for it for my family yeah. I did it for my kids so I did I got up with a six week old baby and a 18 month old baby and I moved a four hour plane ride away from everything and everyone I knew away from my mom away from my friends, support system. away from the support system, mm-hmm. further away from my husband, right? Mm-hmm. Where who's in England, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I move and mind you, I'm, I'm in this place where like, um, I'm in a very tough place right now. I just given birth and mind you, I, I didn't really heal from my first birth, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't really heal myself from that mentally mm-hmm. and physically. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having another baby and, and oh God, like everybody likes to talk about the pain, right, of mm-hmm. of labor and stuff. But for me, it's the emotions. Mm-hmm. After, it's for me. It's it's what it does to you emotionally, right, and mentally. Mm-hmm. Postpartum. Postpartum. And I never thought I would reach that point. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't worried. I was just worried about my kids. Mm-hmm. I was just worried about my kids. I'm worried about Fatou. I'm worried about Sophia. I don't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I dedicated everything to my mental health, my kids, actively learning my traumas and triggers. And in doing so, I had to make the decision to respect myself enough to leave situations when my honor was something that was up for question. Faiza and her husband decided to end their marriage. And you can imagine how difficult that is in the circumstances that she's in because not only is her marriage coming to a crumble but she's also in a city um with two child two babies under two in a city with people she barely knows and now she's left to to mend this really broken heart so now i'm in this place where i have kids and and I'm dealing with this trauma and and I'm so insecure about my body right like for so long my image was always something right like how I looked now I'm insecure about my body now I'm like you know what I mean like so much is going on I'm hurt I'm broken right how can I how can I make this like how can I make this better for myself right Mm -hmm. but subhanAllah I didn't think about getting closer to Allah yeah I thought about 
how much weight can I lose in the next three months? <laughs> and guess what? I did it. 30 pounds down. I'm telling you, you became a stick. Yeah. You're, you're actually nothing. I don't know how and what you did. I'm actually dead. I'm telling you, I'm the hyper focus in me says it's serious. Wow. So, so, so now I'm not worried yeah. about correcting my salah, mm-hmm. correcting my relationship with Allah. How can I, how can I like, work on this situation and, and how can how can Allah make this easy for me mm-hmm. I never once like actively thought about it I mm-hmm. did I did passively think about it I mm-hmm. would talk about it I, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like that was gone from my heart I was very God conscious at this point in my life yeah. where the idea of not wearing hijab hurt me yeah but I'm a I'm heartbroken mm-hmm. right so you're looking for external remedies. You're exactly. The outside of you. So exactly. sometimes when you're going through kind of turmoil, um, you look to fix the things that you can fix with your hands. And a lot of times for people, it could be how they look, um, the exterior part of them, right? Like what what other principles, other ideologies. Oh, you want to feel good? Look good. You know, dress like this, dress like that, you know? Um, look like your age. Look at the the things that you see on social media, you know, and then and then you assume that this is gonna make you feel good. And so when you're feeling like maybe low and mad, you start thinking, okay, let me let me fix my hijab, let me lose weight, let me feel, you know, let me do this, let me do that, and not really getting to the root of the issue, um, because I think we recognize that the root of the issue is a, it's a, it requires like <laughs> for us to really take accountability and recognize our real issue. Um, which can kind of be a sore spot. Um, and so we ignore that and we focus on the things that other people can see. But it's kind of counterproductive because no matter how much, no matter how beautiful this house may be, if the inhabitants of in that house aren't happy, then what do you really have? I'm thinking about, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm losing weight, you know, I'm losing weight. So now I want to wear pants, right? Like mm-hmm. it started with that. So now I want to wear my tights. I want to wear my pants. You know what I mean? And for a bit, it was kind of like, oh, I just wanted to, I just, I just didn't care, right? For a long time, I didn't care about my, my image. I didn't care about my look. Like, you know, I didn't care if I was wearing pants or whatever, but I prided myself on my hijab. I love my hijab, truly because this was the hardest thing for me to fight for. And now I'm contemplating it. SubhanAllah. I'm cont- I'm contemplating about it. About taking it off? About taking it off. SubhanAllah. I'm contemplating it. It hasn't happened, but I'm contemplating it. Yeah. And I'm in Edmonton now. Nobody knows me. Yeah. You nobody, could do it and nobody I, would see. Nobody would see. Yeah. I'm in Edmonton. Let me be Faiza from Edmonton. <laughs> Let me be a whole different person. Let me rebrand again. Let me rebrand again. <laughs> So, <laughs> and subhanAllah, it's crazy because something in me couldn't let me yeah. fully, like, I, I still to commit to it. I still loved it so yeah, much. Yeah. I loved having it on. Yeah. But I'm, I'm distancing myself from, from, from my deen mm-hmm. and I'm doing it and I'm doing it and, and I'm more worried. Like, you know, naturally my emotions are all over the place. Like yeah, I'm heartbroken. Still, I'm heartbroken. I'm dealing with yeah. so much, right? Yeah. Up mm-hmm. and down, up and down of 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 emotions, mm-hmm. and 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 something about me for for the last two years, yeah, within my, my within my marriage, within yeah. having kids, was that I there was a lot of emotional instability, 
naturally though mm-hmm. i'm not saying this to fault myself mm-hmm. of course i'm giving birth i'm breastfeeding da, da, da. even throughout me moving i was still breastfeeding two kids i know you really were i don't know how you did that <laughs> so two kids full-on breastfeeding yeah so i'm 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 all like uh, my hormones are not in the right yeah. place so you're I'm still mo- technically in postpartum yeah i know Six isn't that crazy I you know. were imposed you, you didn't even come out of two the first child's postpartum and then you had a second one exactly and then you were that's crazy i know so this, there's a lot going, going on, on right yeah there's a lot going on naturally and 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 i'm not, I'm not gonna fault myself for that yeah. i'm not gonna fault myself until sophia's 18 months yeah. then maybe you guys can hold me a little bit more accountable for my emotions okay because you I, all the time in the world says <laughs> well lie two kids and not having a break yeah postpartum yeah. could look like eight years after that <laughs> like subhanallah but no so recovering so um so now I'm trying to to do everything in my power to make myself feel good. An episode that you guys actually mm-hmm. recorded, the one with the Lena, mm-hmm. Lena Ahmed, that, talking about beauty, that touch, that I really felt that one. Yeah, I really, really <laughs> felt that one. As somebody who 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 was very like cared about the image, I cared yeah, about how extra. beautiful I was. I, like, I cared yeah. about how my that really touched me because something that that left me when I was practicing, mm-hmm. when I was at my peak, right, mm-hmm. was that I didn't worry too much about that anymore. Way, yeah. I that, had my... It was like we removed the shackles of the how we look on exterior. The male gaze. Yeah. We were... We, yeah. Let's, we leave, let's say what it is. I know. It was the male gaze that yeah. we're preoccupied about. Um, and and, and you it, lose that when you put on your black uh, abaya. You, and you, you submit to God. You recognize that it's the internal thing that matters. Exactly. And that's the, and that's true beauty. Exactly. That's what, what the religion uh, tells us is that it doesn't matter what you look like exactly it's about so, who you are so i'm coming full circle now right mm-hmm. now i'm now oh my god like of course like you know i just had a kid like all of these things are affecting my 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 personal growth my emotional growth and my spiritual growth right i have all these barriers i'm and you know us as women we indulge right we indulge in things that we care and love about we indulge in it and I'm trying to figure out my future and how I'm, I'm making all these plans for the dunya. All these plans, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is what I'm going to do this time. This is what I'm going to do next month. This is what I'm going to... I'm not even focused anymore. But I have this God consciousness. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. I fear Allah. I love Allah. I want that relationship. It's just not there for me yeah. in this moment yeah. in time. And this mm-hmm. is recently. I'm talking about recently. You're talking about right now. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Inshallah, I have that ease, right? Yeah. So, so... I'm here now, right? I'm I'm here. I'm 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 contemplating. I remember talking to two people that I spoke with a lot about um, my relationship with Allah and how I wanted it to look like and how I was struggling was my cousin's wife Suggle, which is a dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. and my love Henny. I love her so much, and I know she listens to this. <laughs> both Hi, of honey. them, <laughs> I yeah. So, so they both constantly were reminders for me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Constantly talking to me, and I remember telling Henny, who is um, my now ex's sister, right? Yeah. My ex sister in law. So I remember um, her telling her like, "Oh, this is what I'm dealing with with the hijab," yeah. and her giving me the most beautiful reminder. And wallahi, that conversation allowed me to keep on my hijab. Wallahi. Like, she was just basically talking to me. Like, this is good for you. You should have this, like, like look how beautiful you are with it. Like, who don't don't lose yourself because of what you're going through. Understand Allah is with you. 
understand Allah's with you. Understand that, like th- that that this relationship you have with your hijab and everything. Once you take it off, it only makes your relationship with Allah work harder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she just she talked to me, and I remember, um, I was like, "You're right, honey. I'm gonna keep my hijab on." While Faiza basically started to figure out what it is that was missing and what it is she was actually struggling with, she soon realized that she was also struggling with her five daily prayers, her connection and relation with Allah Taala in her prayers. And when you don't have that, everything kind of crumbles. But that conversation with her sister-in-law really reminded her to kind of take a step back and assess everything from the beginning. Where am I struggling? So I remember um, early, I would say early May, I'm talking to Suggle, right? I'm talking to her and she's telling me, like, we're talking. We always have these conversations. You know, you sometimes you have specific friends, right, for mm-hmm. specific things. Mm-hmm. And she was just somebody who constantly, um, con- we always constantly talked about like our relationship with Allah, right? And and how we want to strive and be better, but how it's so hard because we're moms, right? Yeah. It was the same constant cycle. So I was always I was always in and out of my salah, subhanAllah. You know what I mean? So it's not that I didn't pray. It's just that it wasn't consistent mm-hmm. anymore. And it was harder for it to be consistent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, it, and, and, and subhanAllah, I, I will never forget when Salah was at ease for me, where I can mentally tell you when Asr was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is how far I've come back, yeah. right? Yeah. To the point where now Salah has become difficult for me again. Mm-hmm. Allah has testing me with my kids and the life he, he blessed me with. And now slowly these things are being stripped from me, right? Now I'm by myself, no Hoya, you know, me. Uh, I'm obsessed with my mom. Where's yeah. Hoya? Hoya's not here, <laughs> you know? No Hoya, no siblings, no friends, yeah. no nothing. How can I focus on anything else? I'm in survival. I'm surviving. I sleep three hours a night. I'm surviving. I can't focus on anything else. Two children by yourself. Yeah. So, so now I'm in this position where me and her are talking, me and Sagal are speaking. And she tells me, Faiza, like, you know, like, what are we going to do about our salah? So we're trying to figure out situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I keep praying on my yoga mat. SubhanAllah. Like, I keep praying on my yoga mat because at this point I'm taking my health seriously, right? Mm-hmm. I keep praying on my yoga mat. Maybe if I get a real sully. Maybe if I get a real sully because, again, I don't leave my house, right? Yeah. So I don't have the opportunity to go to, the to go to places to get these things. I don't yeah. know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the middle of <laughs> well, nowhere. You really are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And and I love it. Mm-hmm. Just heads up. Yeah, we, we love Edmonton. <laughs> we love Edmonton. Don't come for me. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I keep using my yoga mat. Maybe if I get a salah, maybe if I get a sully, it'll yeah. help me. Yeah. Right? And then I'm looking through my luggages. Lo and behold, you know what I find? You know the escudes? Yeah. The, I find the, my mom's escudes. I guess she packed it for so me. So uh, escudes is like a hijab attached to a, like yeah. a, a, a dress. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like a prayer gown. Like a prayer gown. Yeah. Exactly. So my mom packed it for me. So I find it, subhanAllah, right? I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I'm, I'm praying. And it was just this constant on and off, right? So so now I, 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 I'm talking to her and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to order Sully right now while while I'm on the phone with you. Yeah. She's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna you know, you know how it is. You know, our Muslim yeah. sisters, we always have to amp each other up. Yeah, we have no to, matter 100%. what. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So I bought it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna come in like a month. Okay. I'm like, yeah. okay, so I at this point I'm still actively trying, right? Yeah. And mind you, something that I hold dear to my heart, but I haven't been able to do for so long is Ramadan. 
Mm. Right? Well, yeah, because you're breastfeeding. And I was pregnant, mm. you know, and stuff like that. So, so I spent the last two years just child rearing. Yeah. Literally. Mm. In stance, just child rearing, period. So now, so subhanAllah, okay, a month goes by, right? I change my number. I get a knock on my window. I, I just find this 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 part of the story crazy, okay? But I get a knock on my window because I live like in a short story building, right? So I get a knock on my window and there's this Amazon driver there and I don't know how he knew this was my apartment, okay? And he's like, hey, are you Faza? I said, yeah. He's like, oh, here's your package. I'm like, what is this? I didn't order nothing. I completely forgot about the Sully, right? So I'm like, I didn't order anything. And I'm like, oh, he couldn't, he couldn't call me. I changed my number. No. So he knocked on how subhan how did he know this was my how house. random how yeah. random and crazy is how did he know this window was mine? Yeah. Like what a coincidence. And then you were there. And I'm telling you. So I open it and it's my Sully. Yeah. It's a Sully I bought. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a sign, you know? Because at this point, you know, I'm nearing the end of my divorce, yeah. right? I need God more than ever. I need, yeah. You know, like, do I want to be like I'm? I'm contemplating to myself, right? Because you know how it is sometimes with 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 divorces, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it either brings you closer to Allah or for far, or very far, far away, yeah. right? There's never in the middle. It's never in the middle. Yeah. And at this point, I'm in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, am I gonna have a halal girl summer or am I gonna have a hot girl summer? <laughs> we don't know yet, right? <laughs> you know. Because I'm, I, I, I'm hurt. It's, um, it's a tough dead. situation, Yeah, right? it's a tough situation. No so no. so I, I see the silly. I'm like, this is a sign. I have to pray istikhara, right? Wow. I have, to, I have to pray. I have to pray. I have to pray. Yeah. So I do wudu. I pray. My friend that I just met that day comes over. Yeah. Like it was an, a very sweet girl I met who I also had like mom, you know, yeah. I'm trying to make mom make, friends make yeah. mom friends so yeah she comes over and i'm telling her like i'm telling her what well, isn't this crazy like i just got the sully he knew the door like this has to mean something mm-hmm. allah's call like allah's calling to me like i i need to go to allah this is allah telling me that it's time for me to stop and focus and go back to where to where i was happiest right and that is with allah right following his 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 commandments and following the sunnah right so i have to this is this has to be a sign so i'm telling her i'm like yo like i don't even you know me i'm an open book just right? met her that day and i'm telling her i'm like yo like this has to mean yeah. something right and she's she's sitting there she's like yeah abaya you're right you know what i mean so i say you know what i'm gonna pray so i prayed the rest of that day and i said i remember when i was in al Hada, i had a really big problem with waking up for fajr so i used to always make da'a you know, besides staying up for it, I was like, it's hard for me to wake up for it. So I used to make da'a. I used to say, Ya Allah, please wake me up for Fajr. You know what I mean? Allow me to wake up for Fajr, you know, on time. And subhanAllah, anytime I made that da'a by, I would wake up right at the time that right it's Fajr. <laughs> I'm not. If I, subhanAllah, like, subhan, sometimes the, the miracles Allah shows you on a day-to-day yeah. and we choose to ignore subhanallah you know what i yeah. mean so i was like i want to wake up for fajr mm-hmm. this is june 9th right i want to wake up this month the last month mm-hmm. i want to wake up for fajr i want to be able to 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 go back to Allah. i don't want to make i don't want to make a mistake i'm feeling a lot of feelings i'm very all over the place i don't want to disappoint my lord you know 
I'm already doing something that is disliked, right? I'm getting a divorce. So I have to, I have to find that peace somewhere, somewhere within my dean, because I know that's where it is because I've, I've been there, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not jahil. I'm not a little jahil 18 year old anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. a grown woman now Mm -hmm. with kids. How do I, I'm so worried and focused and reading books about how to make sure I don't pass on these traumas to my children, but I want to make sure I pass on something good. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I pass on Salah. I want them to see, you know, and haven't been praying for uh, for a bit for the last few weeks now and seeing my daughter follow me like this is what I want. That's 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 what I want. Mm-hmm. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm like, I make da'a that night. I pray Aisha, I make da'a that night. And I say, yeah, Allah, allow me to wake up our fajr. Some way, somehow, right? And... 4 a.m. I think it was like 3.45. Wallahi, Fajr was around that time, right? I got the adhan for Fajr on my phone. Sophia and Fortune wake up. They both wake up crying. Fortune usually doesn't, right? Crying hysterical. I'm like, okay, so I grab Fortune. I grab Sophia. I give them both Nas or I give them both Anna. And and I look at the time. It's Fajr. Okay, so I go. I, I put Sophia down. I, I, I go... I pray Fajr for the first time in a very long time, in a few months, I would say. And and I feel good. I feel great. And I'm sitting there. I'm doing my adhkar. I'm making my da'a, right? And I get a phone call. I get a phone call from my youngest, one my one of my younger brothers, Ilyas. Um, and I get a call that Mahad's dead. My brother my sweet, sweet brother Mahad has passed away in his sleep. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I could not believe what I was hearing because I just, I was just talking to him. What? I was just talking to him. Like we were just making plans. You know what I mean? Like, subhanAllah it's tough you know and and all I could think is again like truly all I could think is again this is happening again I couldn't believe it and I've been dealing with that right for the last few weeks and some it's hard it's it's incredibly hard to deal with grief and I'm here again right I'm here I'm dealing with what I dealt with 10 years ago Right. And you mentioned something on your podcast Mm. where you said, um, I heard you guys were saying something about how, you know, there's the beginning, middle and the end of a story. Right. And the beginning doesn't matter. The beginning doesn't matter. Right. But the ending that matters is always the ending. And here I am in the middle Mm -hmm. of my story. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the end. I'm not at the end of my story. Mm -mm. And it's crazy how things come in full circle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I started this with the death and I'm ending this with a death, but the difference is that there's understanding. This S- time around. This time around, right? Yeah. I loved my brother Mahat so much. He was my twin, right? Yeah. We look the same. May Allah grant him the highest level of Jannah. I mean. Because, because I didn't 
I didn't expect it. You don't think these things will happen to you in this manner, right? And I just, I didn't expect it. And death just came. It came and it went just like that. And in two days, it would be a month that he's been gone, right? And although I don't feel like I've healed, I can't sit here and say I've healed from this trauma or anything, but I can tell you that I understand. I can tell you that if there's anything I can take from Mahad's life is that don't ever stop trying because my brother, so my brother this was the sweetest person, the sweetest. He talked with a whisper naturally, con- consistently, constantly. He talked with a whisper. He was so gentle and he was so God conscious, so God conscious from day one, from the beginning of his life. And he always pushed and strived for us to to get closer to Allah. Always, always, wallahi. And he never stopped trying. He always tried in the way of Allah. And nobody who, like, everyone who knows him can tell you that, that he would not speak to you without speaking about Allah. How was your relationship with Allah? How's your relationship with Allah? What are we doing to get better? What are we doing to pray? How are we doing to be better Muslims? He always tried. And I know, like, I don't, I don't know actually, but I'm sure of it that that an example has to come from this, right? What am I if I don't walk away from this death the best Muslim I can be? How can I honor my brother? How can I sit here and say I love him? I love him. I love Fortune. How can I sit here and, and say that and, 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 and don't continuously strive for them in this dunya? Why am I their sibling? Why am I here if I'm not doing that? It took me five years to figure that out with Fortune. And I'll be damned if it takes me five years to figure it out with Mahat. I'm not. I'm here and Allah placed me in this dunya. Allah placed me in their lives to strive for them, right? To make sure they have the sadaqah jariyah continuously. To pray for them. To make the af for them. I wanted to make sure that the next janazah that I was in, that that I attended, that of, of somebody closest to me, like a sibling or a parent, that I was 100% coherent and aware because I didn't get that opportunity with Fortunes. So the entire plane ride on my way back to Toronto that night um, was me just telling myself that I have to stay as strong as I can because I have to make sure that like this is a moment where I'm saying goodbye, right? I'm saying my salams to Mahad forever. So I wanted to make sure that I was there and and I was not emotional and I was not irrational and that I was in a space where I can mourn and grieve, but I can remember and 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 come back to it and and seeing his seeing his body there cold was all anyone could need to give them that push you know and and 
it was hard. It was incredibly hard to see him. And parts of me wishes that I didn't because I feel like it's a reality that I, it's a hard reality to, and it's a hard pill to swallow and it's a hard reality to, to come to terms with, but. And I, I refuse, you know, I'm here again to hold myself accountable, right? I'm here to hold myself accountable and, and, and in doing so, I have to know that as hard as this podcast is for me, as hard as it is for me to speak about me being in the hardest part of my life right in front of you yeah, right now and and not come back to you a year later Adar, inshallah may Allah inshallah. reunite us here a year <laughs> later and I'm not and I'm not a better Muslim and I'm not distracted from my love for Allah and I'm continuously striving for knowledge if I'm not then what am I then how can I say I love my siblings how can I say, I know, today I know. I can cry for Mahat every day and I will. And I will cry for him because I loved him deeply. We all did. And he was a great person and his janazah proved it. Just as much as Fortun's janazah proved it. SubhanAllah, the, the masjid opened the same day yeah, he died. Yeah. How can I take these things and walk away from it and not think and ponder and reflect it's not it it shouldn't take me five years i should do it today right now Mm -hmm. i need to get up and pray now and i'm not perfect i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm perfect i'm not i struggle and i'm going to continue to struggle but one thing i'm not going to do is stop trying you know what i mean i have to because allah told us he gave us the blueprint so how can i sit here and wallow I know that that's coming for me tomorrow, Adar. It's either you're attending my janazah or I'm attending yours, yeah, Abaya. Yeah. And subhanAllah, like, as, as hard, as hard as this point in my life is, and it is hard, I'm not going to sit here and I know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's going to, like act like I I don't deal with some severe pain in my chest every day knowing that he's not on this earth but I have the understanding now and I know that Allah we're not on this earth to please each other I'm not here to make halal happy every day I'm not here to make you happy I'm not here just to take care of my we're not here to do these things Abaya we're here to strive in the way of goodness and to strive towards Allah and everything Allah asks us to do. And I know this with my limited knowledge. I know this is good for us. So how can I sit here today knowing everything I went through, right? Mm-hmm. Up until this point. And how can I turn away from him? How can I turn away from the mercy of Allah? When it was only Allah who got me out of it, right? After continuously disrespecting and, and, and purposely going f- as far as possible from Allah, Allah still allowed me to gain nearness in Him, despite everything. And in doing so, I was blessed with so much. And I took advantage of those blessings. And I'm not like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Mahad's death was some sort of sign for me because it was Qatar. It was meant to happen. Mm -hmm. It was meant to happen the way it did. But if I don't take something from it, what is the point? Mm 
he would have died in vain. He would have died in vain. For no reason. So if I'm not actively trying to pray, to learn, to be the best Muslim I can be, then I'm not like I'm not I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be stuck in this in this pain and sorrow. If you know what I mean? I know there's a lot of a lot of people out there who struggle with the balance. And I was listening to you guys talk about back to the basics and how much that benefited me. Knowing that I was once upon a time two years ago, I was in the mosque, I was reading the, the Quran, and I relearned, and now I'm back, square one, and all the blessings that Allah gave me, I'm, I was being tested with. And now that I'm trying to get back, all this knowledge that took me so long, halal is right there, that took me so long to learn abaya, now I have to go back and relearn it. Mm-hmm. Because I got, I, I filled my head up with breastfeeding. I filled my head up with um, your titles. with my titles and, and oh, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do that? And where am I going to go? And how's my future? I was so busy with all of this stuff, Abaya. And now look at me. I'm, I'm here. I'm talking about my pain openly and honestly. Because I know so many women understand this. And the, the hardship, you know, there, there's one there's one thing to to not have the, the understanding, right? There's one thing to, to be jahil and not understand mm-hmm. and, and, and just kind of la-di-di about your life. But what about the people in the middle like me, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who who are always teetering, teetering, tottering over. Yeah. Over over what's right, what what's to wrong? do. Yeah. Where to go, where to where to where to stand. Yeah. Like, how I want to live. Yeah. Who how to, you want, yeah. And, and I think more of us are in the teeter-totter. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Yeah. You know, yeah. people always think they're at the beginning or the Most of us are, are in the teeter-tottering. Yeah. Because we have to ask a lot to keep us on the straight path. path. And that's the whole point of the Fatah, right? Yeah. Why do you think we have to read it every Opening, salah? Yeah. yeah. Every salah, we're asking a lot to keep us in the teeter when we're in the teeter totter yep. to keep us in the middle. Exactly. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Because it, 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 we can't, as humans, we teeter totter. A lot. And only Allah provides us the singularity spot to stay in the middle of it yeah. and to eventually end up at the end of that path with Him. Exactly. Inshallah. May Allah grant us Allah all an easy path to it's, Him. Yeah, I mean, all of us. Um, and, and it's sometimes so hard to be in the teeter totter, too. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a guilt, too. You know, because you knew better. And then you, you, you're still That's what at, I, yeah. it's just weird. It's a weird in limbo phase. I know. You know better, but you're not doing better. Um, and then even if, let's say you are, and then you fall off and you feel guilty that you fell off. And then it's just as weird. But the thing is, I think the beautiful story about yeah. Allah and his slave is that no matter how far the slave goes, he returns. <sighs> and Allah welcomes him back. And I think yep. that's the point of the story. Yep. Right? Yep. That Allah SWT created us imperfect, Right? And that he gave us the power to come back. And he and, and there's a reason why he accepts us each and every time. time. Yeah. Because it's just that's the story of the creator and his slave. That's the beautiful story. That's the book. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Is that he returned and Allah for, and Allah brought him back. You know what I mean? I like he, he he gave him open arms. I know. And I can't I cannot like I cannot begin to stress enough how important these type of initiatives are that you do, right? Because sometimes we need these spaces, especially in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. right? Where we've all been at home, where we don't have the resources. Or we've lost a lot. We lost a lot. So yeah. subhanAllah, like, it's just the con- continuously trying. Yeah. Continuously striving because Allah does not give up on us. No, he did. 
I know. And it's just sad because it's like um, he's never given up on us, but we've given up, given up on ourselves. SubhanAllah. Yep. You know, and, and that's the tragedy. Exactly. It's not the tragedy with him. It's with us because we gave up on ourselves. Exactly. And and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for myself. I'm not going to sit here and say that um, I'm going to be the best. But I know now. Yeah. I know now that there's only one way out of this. And there's no amount of back streets that I can take that will get me out of this. There's only one, one way. way it's only way one way up. Like when you're at rock bottom, where does it go? It's up. Exactly. So, so I, and I have to, I have to do it because, um, because I love my brother and I love my sister and I still love them till this day. And I know that they're Akhra. I know that they're, they're, they're in their grave. Their time has started. So what can I do to honor them? Mm-hmm. If I loved Mahad and if I loved Fortune, right? Mm-hmm. If I loved them so dearly, I, ho- I held them close. How can I forget about them? How do we continue to give to them? How do we benefit their akhirah? Exactly. How do we make it easy for them in the grave? Exactly. And the only way we can do that is through Allah. Allah, yeah. Sadaqah, dua. Remembrance. Remembrance. There's so many things that we can do for them. So I can't, I don't have the ability. Like, I know everybody loves to say I'm strong and I use as much <laughs> as I hate that word. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not strong. I'm not strong at all. I just know that I've spent a lot of my life dwelling. Yeah. There's no more, there's okay. no more of that. Now it's understanding, embracing. When I need to cry, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. When I want to be emotional, I told you, give me 18 months. I still have 18 months. I'm still going through the first word. I'm young girl. When it's time for me to cry, I'm going to cry. When it's time for me to, rem- to th- like, when it's time for me, I'm not holding in any emotions. That's yeah. what people don't understand. Everybody thinks phases is holding it all in, trying to be strong. No, I'm very emotional. And I yeah. will cry when I need to cry. I will I will talk when I need to talk. I'll overshare. I'm the queen of oversharing. <laughs> so, like, I will. But the reality is... yeah. I'm not in that space right now. I'm in the space of reflection. Mm-hmm. I'm in the sp- and closeness a lot. You know, like when you're in that cocoon with him. Exactly, and yeah. I'm I'm also in a space where I'm also in a space where I just don't have time to business. Like I don't have that time to to wallow about oh I'm divorced or oh my god. Like I don't have that time. I, the only time I have right now is knowing that. I'm going to go there too. What, what, what is like, what have I prepared for my akhira? Mm-hmm. As much as I work hard in this, what have I prepared for my akhira right now? And I'm not, I'm not in, in any space to sit here and say I'm the best. Who knows what ha- what's going to come of me tomorrow, right? Yeah. But subhanAllah, like, I just want to be able to be the best Muslim. Mm-hmm. To be the best Muslim. And I know with doing that, that everything else will come easy to me. And of course, like seek therapy if you need it and stuff like that. And I definitely will. Mm-hmm. Like if I can like find the money. I could, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Because 
because I think these things are important as well. Yeah, definitely. I do think Seeking, focusing on yeah. your mental health and actively focusing on working to be better mm-hmm. and positive affirmation and being positive to yourself. And something I realized within learning about these things, about the the, the mental and emotional, because for the last few months before all of this happened, I was really focused on trying to figure myself out yeah. and trying to figure out what, what triggers me, what yeah, makes how to me, heal this, me, how yeah. to heal these these yeah. inner problems I have because I don't want to pass them on to my kids, right? Mm-hmm. So in doing so, I'm doing all of this. I remember pondering constantly and like reading this book called How to Do the Work. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard about it. And and constantly thinking about how a lot of these aspects that these therapists and these people like that do like all this inner working stuff, a lot of the aspects of what they tell you to do is that you can find that in Islam. <laughs> It's crazy. I know. Every self-help book, I swear to God, it's, read the Quran. I, I don't care what anybody says. I'm telling bro, you. I'd be reading I'm like, bro, this is this, this, is, this, this is, is plagiarism. <laughs> this is actually plagiarism, intellectually stealing. I know. From the, the concepts and the and the From the prophet. From, from I'm the telling you, his the, life, no, the, subhanAllah. Even understanding certain concepts, it's from our religion. It's, um, cor- it's But you know crazy. what? Nobody will know that until they read it. I'm telling they you. They will never I'm know telling until you. they read it. So I, I remember I was in that place, right? <laughs> or I'm like trying to figure myself out, trying to figure out my emotions, positive affirmations. So I was always kind of like a realist, you could say, or a yeah. pessimist. It depends on who you ask. But <laughs> I, I'm like, no, I need to be in a nothing and no one can get me out of this. I need to be in a positive space, right? Yeah. I need to figure myself out. And subhanAllah, like now that I like, I always felt so alone, right? Mm-hmm. For the last few months since my daughter's been born and I've moved, I felt very alone, very stranded. And, and, it's so saddening to know that I never once realized that Allah has never left me. Mm. That part. You know what I mean? I just chose to, to, to not strive towards him, subhanAllah. So, yeah. You okay? You know what, Faiza? You killed it. Thank you. You know, this story is going to... It's going to blow up. I already know. Because <laughs> you had such beautiful hindsight and perspective. And I just want to say, Jazakallah Khair for having the courage to come because I know it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And I know it wasn't easy. Please make the offer, my brother. I, I, Mahad. I would, I, I, the listeners, if you're listening, keep Faiza and her family in your du'as. My brother, uh, my sister, your, my mother, most mm, most definitely my mother, mother. Your mother lost two children. And I, 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 I can't you know, I imagine. I, I always think imagine. about it because I only have two children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Subhanallah, but my may mom. Allah, may Allah grant her the highest level of Jannah. May Allah reunite her with her children in Jannah. I mean, I mean, and may may my family strive to be better Muslims and better people and better Ameen. towards each other and others on the outside too. Ameen. You know. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm Faisa Abdullah Mam. I'm in Hersikere. Thank you for listening, Faisa. Broadcasting and thank you welcoming my daughter and losing two kids everybody knows how hard it is but when you have iman when you have iman Allah is gonna make it easy for you Alhamdulillah 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 I'm okay Alhamdulillah everybody who ilmuhudi wayin ilahi wagabriyaya inu ilahi siyu iman buha very hard to lose your two kids, but Alhamdulillah, Allah gives me Iman. 
Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Thank you so much for inviting Faisa and me. We, I always listen to your broadcast. Really happy for you guys. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thank you. Please make dua for my two kids, Fortun and Mahat, and all my family, and everybody who lost their kids. And make dua for me to have a strong Iman. Please, uh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. This episode is brought to you by Beautiful Light Studios. I love to give a shout out, as I always do every week, to Munishuk Umar for producing this episode. By the way, if you don't know, we dropped our TDS merch. We got tote bags. We got stickers. We got a coffee tea mug. You can find it on our website at www.thedigitalsisterhood.com. Also, we need y'all to join our Patreon, okay? We want these episodes continuing to thrive. You want them every Friday. You know what I'm saying? Um, but support us, inshallah, by joining our Patreon membership. You can also find it on our website. And as usual, you guys, that's it. I will see you next Friday in your ears, in your speakers, telling you a good story. Ah. <laughs>